Hello there, Green Chatters, and welcome to another episode here on the Green Living Chat Podcast. My name is David Ousimensa, and if you did join us on last week's episode, where Dr. Nora Van Kawambej joined us on the podcast to discuss nature-based solutions in the water sector, then I'm sure you're going to be very excited about this because we saved a little bit of that chit-chat for this episode. Dr. Nora, who is an expert in water and sustainability development, is experienced in academia and the private sector on integrating nature-based solutions and green infrastructure in city and building planning. So, she was the right person to dive into conversations on how we can bridge the gap between academia and the industry. In last week's episode where we dived into things that are happening in the water sector and how nature-based solutions could be a big step in solving challenges in the water sector, Dr. Nora also shared her thoughts on the challenges we are having in academia and how we can bridge the gap in transferring information and knowledge into the industry and this is what this episode is all about thank you all green chatters for your feedback and for listening to our episodes here on the green living chat we really really appreciate it but before we dive into this episode don't forget to give us a star rating on apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast and do share this on your social media platforms or interact with us at glc podcast at ecoamethsolutions.com we're super excited to hear from you So if you are ready, as I am, let's dive into the conversation. Hello, Nora. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. It's exciting to have you here and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, David. Absolutely lovely to be here and have this conversation with you. And so I've been having conversations recently about, you know, of course, solutions to climate change, water sector and all that. And one thing that has been, you know, sort of heading these conversations is innovations and technology play a very important role in this, of course, space. But then I had a conversation recently with an expert in um, Costa Rica here who are sort of monitoring biodiversity and the forest management and preservation and all that. And one of the challenges he mentioned was, you know, catching up with the technology or catching up with the softwares and programs and things that are being sort of frequently updated and sort of the updated ones are more efficient. With your experience in this area, how is, you know, the catching up also an issue? Of course, in the West, there's going to be more of education and they'll be up the the list than um, other countries. But how is this challenge your relevance in some of the places that you have um, worked in? I think it's very, very relevant. And I, I, I think it's something that is maybe sometimes overlooked, right? The importance yes. of building capacity to, yeah. to be able to take the advantage of innovation that exists out there. Yes. To a certain extent, I think there's a lot of autodidacts out there and and therefore the internet of course is amazing and there's so many smart people who just you know find their way but but still i i think it's a little bit not paid enough attention to yeah so i i do see it as a bit of a of a weak spot or maybe a need for innovation really to to get to its full potential this is something we have to invest in I'm actually glad that you highlighted that because I think it's something that needs a lot of, you know, investment and attention so that we can sort of, yeah, build that kind of capacity for others to also get uh, access to these facilities and technologies and all that. But then, of course, one of the main areas 
that can help to boost this is bridging the gap between academia and the industry. And this is something that you are playing a very, very important role in. And I'm very, very super privileged to be talking to you about this. Um, just our last episode that we, we released on, on the podcast was also someone who is doing such an amazing work also in uh, materials industry, but bridging the gap between academia and the industry. And he made very relevant you know, contributions to the importance of the gap between the industry, uh, the two industries. And I would like to, of course, ask you for the space, in the water space, what are some of the challenges you have seen in bridging the gap between academia and, and the industry? And what are some of maybe the milestones that you can be happy about? Let's say we were able to do this and do this. And since you are able to speak both languages, you understand both sides that maybe the industry might be doing something that academia doesn't understand, or probably the academia has done something that the industry cannot really um, cope with it. Our academia is bringing solutions that the industry needs to adapt and other things. I mean, of course, the question I'm trying to ask is, how relevant is this bridge? And what do you think are the challenges that you've been able to overcome? Yeah, that's a, it's a very big question. <laughs> and uh, I, will, I, will try to, I, will, I will try to answer. I have a lot of things to say about that. I mean, for me, I think noticing the gap was a, was a bit of a f- frustration or like, mind-boggling to see how yes. big that gap actually is no mm-hmm. and um and yeah i mean bridging the gap is of course important the two have a very clear function as you say there are certain things that yes. academia does that industry cannot do and vice versa but it's such a waste you know to see that there's mm. a lot of good ideas out there that just don't get implemented because they're so disconnected from reality or nobody is there to explain them properly and to adapt them to the context so one of the things that i've been doing around that is to like participatory work yeah so in in the water world and specifically uh, we would do processes on discussion divisions of water with the stakeholders together you know looking at the models together using the technology together Um, because if people are given a decent explanation they can understand a lot you know there's like this idea of okay we're the experts and you are the you are the users I, i i really don't like that division i think everyone is can be an expert and and i think it's there's so much to learn from each other so so i would see it as, as really a team effort and in some places we managed to really create that kind of spirit you know that that uh, farmers were working with people from the municipality were working with people from the water utility and um, that you know they need to know that their changes in technology will be people will want to pay for it or people will want to use it or people will want to maintain it so i think there have been quite some positive experiences out there it takes the conviction that it is necessary i really love the points that you raised here and i think we can talk about this like forever and um <laughs> And uh, it's it's really exciting the things that you mentioned in here because these are very practical, you know, um, issues that are um, happening. One thing that I, j- I just wanted to just hit upon here and what you mentioned about such a waste that we have in in the sense that we have so much solutions that people are working on. PhD students, master students, bachelor students are coming in and out every year from the university, and every single of them has a peculiar study 
that they are working on, which are potential solutions to problems that we have in our everyday lives. But how come we are not able to bridge them, the gap and translate all these theses and papers and articles into, you know, um, solutions for the industry. And it has brought this sort of division. And I always think about it, that even with my thesis, how can I make this impactful in the industry? And I'm sure that every thesis definitely has a certain role, but we are not able to communicate it very well. Academic researchers are not even able to even express themselves well. And a typical example is the IPCC report. I mean, I see that a lot of academicians came together to put this together and that paper or report has over 3000 pages, right? There is a summary, of course. Everyone can read the English and it works really well, but can people really relate? And there has to be another agency or another group of people to sort of translate everything to the industries for them to know their role and even how they are impacting or contributing to this effect that we are seeing, right? So it's a very complicated system. And I really love that word you use, such a waste that we have in, in that gap. And it's something relevant that I think we we really have to uh, look at and, and bridge it. And of course, you mentioned some of the work that you're doing in the space about um, collaboration, just to get, you know, lots of stakeholders involved in one particular project to sort of get them to share ideas and not necessarily be like, yeah, I'm the boss or I'm the expert and you guys are the really exciting points. I really love those points that you mentioned in there. Thank you so much for pointing them out. Yeah, I, th I think it's important for uh, academics also to understand a little bit how they are perceived sometimes and to understand also that, that the needs of the industry or of, you know, users or just like citizens or farmers yeah are slightly different than what they think they are yeah and and so understanding that you know trying to really get a better understanding of what is the issue i think is kind of where it starts right like you know defining what the problem is before you start looking into which kind of solution or which kind of technology you need is something that it just deserves a conversation and and of course it's not easy always and not every researcher has to you know do interviews with stakeholders but Nevertheless, I think it's it would be nice to see it as a part of the curriculum of the PhD, you know, to just have have a conversation and and define from that, okay, what is this person's problem and how does it relate to my work and to find a, try to identify the connection, even if you don't take it then further in your entire PhD. Uh, for me, yes, I think that all PhDs should be working with people, but. I know that that's not realistic and there's also need for more fundamental research and you know not every everybody has to be really applied and not everybody has to think about how you're going to implement things but you know just an exercise i think it would help to to start you know bridging the gap <laughs> you're really bringing the very important issues i think <laughs> for the last time let me just reflect on this again recently i had a conversation with someone who wrote a paper about fabrications in uh, sustainability related or sustainability attached um, articles, I mean, scientific articles. And his argument was that um, there are lots of things that are contributing to these publications and not necessarily because they are actually being relevant to the industry, but just that sustainability and circular economy and climate change has become such a buzzword that everyone needs to follow. And with what you're just saying, I connected with our thesis and 
um, articles that and things that goes on in academia since you are sort of a bridge between both industries of course you're both you're in both industries um i'd like to ask your thought on this do you think that is very important or it's very necessary for all students or all graduate students to sort of go through that trend of publication um writing up a thesis and go through sort of the normal standards that we have and just finish school because sometimes people really want to do impactful work but because of the fact that they want to satisfy university um requirements for graduation they just do shabby work and then they just get graduated instead of doing a work that is sort of very impactful so sometimes you look at papers and they are just repetitions of other papers just a little bit change in the methods or something like that just because that was more suitable for um for academia requirements and not necessarily for for the industry so industries just look at this and they'll be like well i've read like five papers and they're practically talking about the same thing nothing innovative and so in your opinion what do you think about this whole sec- i know it's a very complex situation but i just want you to share your thoughts since you mentioned something related earlier <laughs> yeah i think um i mean the, the language of academia of course is is publications and papers but um yeah the evolution that it has taken is really yeah it's it's a bit painful you know the publish or perish stimulus that 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 exists and then all sorts of low quality journals who accept low quality papers and then the end you get a system where you really where your job is going to find an interesting paper out of 100 papers on the topic so i think that system will change because i think everybody sees the issue but of course i mean if you do a master's degree i mean part of the degree is that you have to be able to communicate and in in the language of academia so i'm not against it but i do yeah. think that there should not be an incentive to just publish whatever i mean and and that there should also be value given to other types of communication so so for me academia maybe has to open a little bit the the the, the view on that and i think it is happening already to yeah. as you mentioned to have to to measure different ways of impact and sometimes you have students who do an interview somewhere or who have a little video and that's just amazing and they have much more impact than a silly paper that is somewhere in in a journal yeah so yeah. i believe that it's going to take that evolution it's going way too slow for me definitely but um, yeah yeah it's necessary interesting yeah super exciting conversation so i hope this clicked something in your thoughts and don't forget to share these thoughts with us on our social media platforms down in the show notes do stick around for the next episode on the green living chat see you on the other side live green